Welcome to another episode of the Geek and Gamer Guild podcast. We are on episode two of HBO's Westworld in our special feature, Watching with Hindsight. The Geek and Gamer Guild podcast is brought to you by the Questionable Endeavor Network. Visit questendnetwork.com for information on all the podcasts available under the Questionable Endeavor Network. Visit the website for articles and streaming videos about wrestling, horror, gaming, and more. If you're a fan of horror, please check out the Slasher Sanitarium for reviews of horror movies and TV. Uh, currently, I am doing the uh, the sci-fi series um, Channel Zero, which is based on the creepypasta uh, Candle Cove. Um, or you can check out our serial horror podcast, the Shadowvane Podcast, now in its second season, 1692 The Risen. If you are a fan of anime, check out Tuning Japanese. Recently had a new episode uh, chronolo- or, um, reviewing the episodes of the anime Trigun. Uh, I know that their next episode they're looking at doing some more of the um, the Pokemon series. And um, so expect, expect to see that pretty soon here. Um, if you are a fan of wrestling, check out the Rundown podcast. Um, that show will probably be up tomorrow uh, if you're listening to this uh on Wednesday, otherwise uh, Thursday night or Friday night this week. Um, I should be on the episode as well, uh, so be sure to check that out. Also listen to the Raw Attitude podcast, a chronicle of the Monday Night Raw episodes from the Attitude Era. They recently dropped a brand new episode as well this week. And we have a brand new show member uh, for the network, the New Blood Rising podcast, which is currently reviewing the ECW um pay-per-views from the 90s. Uh, but if you like this podcast, you should also check out Pwn Stars, a podcast about video gaming and other shit. Uh, check out our host podcast, Questionable Endeavor, uh, which I also hope to, hope to be on. We should have a new episode next week. Uh, that one will be about the Walking Dead TV series. Email the show, geekandgamerguild at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter at geekandgamer, or like our Facebook page. Uh, if you wish to sponsor the Geek and Gamer Guild, please head to www.advertisecast.com slash 823. Let's get right into this. Episode 2 starts off with Dolores' inner voice, uh, which is kind of a mixture of her voice and Arnold's voice and um, maybe a little bit of Ford in there as well. Uh, but right now, obviously, in the show, we don't know who is talking to her, uh, but it tells her to wake up. She wakes up and she walks outside in the middle of the night, and she hears, Do you remember? Uh, then we cut to a man who is uh, a shot of a man who's sleeping, and we see that this is young William, played by Jimmy Simpson. And um, the Do You Remember is, is pretty important at this point because the, it directly cuts to William already laying the groundwork for the William and Dolores relationship. But he is awoken on, on by a woman who takes his glass. And uh, Logan is there with him and says, uh, where we are going, she is a two, which pretty much tells you everything you need to know about Logan. He's a dick. Logan and William begin to show the relationship that they have here. They kind of go back and forth. We know Logan is a prick. William is a little bit of a pushover. And uh, we're going to explore this relationship in the coming episodes here. William informs, or William, uh, Logan informs William that his sister, William's fiance, fucked a bunch of robots while she was there, trying to get him to fuck a bunch of robots while he is there. Uh, Elon Musk's wife greets William as Logan walks away. Now, she is important, 
uh, because she is the actual biggest hint that William is the man in black because uh, we're going to see her a lot later and we're going to see some flashbacks featuring her before she took on this role as kind of the sentient robot. And uh, it, it it plays a lot with the timeline there and and it's just the biggest hint that everyone kind of so was like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Why is she way back here? And you know what she's over here. It's it's uh, interesting. I'll I'll get to it once we actually get some more of that information, though. Um, so she has a questionnaire for William, and she asks about any uh, health issues. Now we know from Ford that all disease and essentially all health issues have been eliminated. So it makes this question one of those ones where you're like, okay, well, why would they need to ask that if pretty much everyone is is good to go? Um, so just another sign that we're 30 years in the past. Uh, we get a little more info on the park, you know, about the fact that you can't get hurt or that you can get hurt but not killed. Um, and then we get everyone's other big favorite hint, the old Westward logo on the wall. Um, so again, we get told that we're in the past here. The old logo only appears in, in the William timeline of things and um, is is another real big subtle hint there. Um, they tried to kind of play it off as, oh no, you know, we did reshoots and we decided to update the logo, but that I, I don't believe that for a second. So William's looking through through some of the clothes. Um, we get a, get a little bit more of the, um, you can't kill anyone, you know, that you're not supposed to when he asks about the guns, but you know, you can, you can kill people with your bare hands. You can, you can do a lot of things to people that you don't need weapons for, weapons that are specifically designed not to harm or not to kill people. Uh, so William and Nameless have a conversation that is kind of the heart of the series where she says, you know, if you can't tell something is real or not, it doesn't matter. So Nameless comes on to William he turns her down, and I have to wonder if she gets hurt feelings over this, or if she is just kind of programmed to not give a fuck. So, um, cut to Bernard and Elsie. Uh, they start discussing the new narrative that Lee is working on. Um, before Elsie, you know, jumps on over to uh, talking about Abernathy's break. Uh, at this point, again, I, I really hope Elsie is not dead. I hope that, that she comes back for the second season and we find out she's alive and well. Uh, but Elsie, El Elsie wants to rebuild Abernathy, or at the very least, uh, pull, pull Dolores in to talk to her. And Bernard says, you know, Dolores was examined and cleared. Um, we know, as the audience, that she is not quite okay at this point. We cut to Dolores doing her normal wa morning walk through through Sweetwater. Um, we, she gets her very first flash of the past here. As everything kind of turns quiet, Dolores turns around and sees the entire town is dead. So this here is a flash to... Uh, Arnold's suicide and we're gonna see a lot of this and um, but this is the this is our first kind of instance of this where you can kind of say okay well you know this could be anything at this point we don't get really anything concrete on it but we know you know by the end of the series series season what exactly this is um, so she um, we can hear some people getting killed and then we see a single wolf run through the town I've never understood what the fuck this wolf is doing here, but, you know, it's a cool visual. Uh, Maeve shows up to snap Dolores out of it and just generally be a cunt, and Dolores says to her, these violent delights have violent ends, um, which might be the point where she infects Maeve, or at least kind of unlocks Maeve in this. Uh, Maeve kind of gives her a look, Dolores returns to her happy normal mode, and uh, leaves Maeve just kind of looking distressed. Cut to William all decked out in, in his gear, 
and uh, he gets to choose between a black or a white hat. He goes with the white hat, um, kind of paralleling the man in black, who obviously is wearing a black hat. The white hat, black hat thing, I don't remember if I had talked about it last, but last episode or not. Um, just kind of all the West thing, white hat is good, black hat is bad. You know. Um, so the arc to William, from William to the man in black begins as he exits a, this place and is riding a train car. Uh, he gets a drink from the bar. Logan enters, uh, zips up his pants, very subtle. Uh, I have no idea how stepping through that door put them on a train, but it did. Uh, Logan kind of gives a synopsis of the series. You may think this will be guns and tits and shit, but you have no idea. Logan knows that the park will, will tell William who he really is, and that person is Ed Harris. We cut to Lawrence up in a noose about to be hung. Man in Black arrives. Uh, he has a conversation with Lawrence and then goes ham on everyone in the crowd and kills everybody. They do this really nicely, though, because the whole time we're focusing on Lawrence just kind of reacting to the gunshots. I don't see any of the real deaths other than one person who runs behind Lawrence and is gunned down. He removes the blindfold and sees the man in black. Didn't even get off his horse. Killed all these people. Uh, man in black says Kissy sent him, throws the nasty scalp at him. Um, man in black thinks that Lawrence is who is will help him find the maze. We cut to the player piano and Mae was chatting up an Asian cowboy. She's rambling on something about dreams. Asian cowboy's not really interested in it. Uh, he kind of fucks off because Maeve, in the middle of her story, has a flash to being killed by Native Americans. Uh, then we uh, instantly cut over to Maeve in QA. And the QA guys are, throughout the series, are kind of notoriously idiots. Um, guy says, I'd fuck her. Uh, they decide to bump up her aggression by 20%, which is quite a bit. Um, no subtlety with these guys here. Cut over to Bernard. He's watching a dude getting uh, getting a milk bath. Uh, Four talks to him and says, "I know that how that head of yours works." So another, you know, most of the conversations between Ford and Bernard are very, very heavy-handed with the uh, you know the whole Bernard is Arnold thing. Uh, but you don't understand that until you actually know that fact for a fact. So Ford calls them our creations, even though Ford's the one that created them, not Bernard. Um, Cut over to the train arriving and Logan and William depart. They enter Sweetwater and prepare your anus because we get a ton of hints here that we are not watching the same time that we've been watching. They pass by a different guy who runs into people. Normal one that's, you know, the guy that runs into Teddy. Um, we get that instead of a sheriff looking for help taking down Hector, we have a bunch of soldiers trying to recruit people. And they wind up passing by the saloon, and we see that Clementine is the madam instead of Maeve. And he actually, later in this episode, they specifically say, pull Maeve out of there, put Clementine into it, she's done it before. So we know that at this point in time, 30 years ago, Maeve is either not created yet, or she is in, in not even in Westworld, or at least in a different complete storyline, and um, that Clementine is the madam at this point. So a guy falls off a horse, William tries to help him up, uh, Logan correctly predicts that the guy is just there to rope him into a treasure hunt. Uh, we see that Dolores is still doing the exact same shit she always does, even 30 years ago. That's dropping milk. Uh, we hear Bring Yourself Back Online from Arnold, and we are we cut to the original lab, not the, the current one that we have. Um, so that we know this is Arnold and not Bernard. Uh, Arnold also acts a little bit differently and sounds a little bit differently than Bernard. It's subtle, but it's there, and that's great. 
uh, Jeffrey Wright's acting is just superb in this whole series where he plays two different characters and you actually, if you put them side by side, you know they're different characters. He has a conversation with Dolores um, that we know he's kind of laying the groundwork for his, his suicide. So Maeve is back at it again, and this time she's trying to get some vag. Uh, she just about rapes this poor girl, which is very interesting to see how 20% more aggression just kind of turns into her shoving people against walls. I think she tried to shove her fingers into the girl. Um, just just not working at all. Um, so Maeve and Clementine talk about dreams, and Maeve gives her um, whole, if you know that you're in a nightmare, just close your eyes, count to three, and wake yourself up. And um, Maeve has another flash of the Native Americans killing her, and uh, Teddy asks if she's okay. They have a little bit of flirty talk back and forth, um, that then we cut over, and Logan threatens to shoot a random person, um, but is stopped by William. And uh, the dude William helped er over, comes over, and tries to rope him into a treasure hunt. Uh, but Logan stabs a guy in the hand. Now, if this was a real person, that shit would have happened. Uh, I didn't see any of the hosts that were close enough to try to stop this, which is kind of their good Samaritan laws that are built into them. So again, you know, you can you can hurt people for real here. Cut to Logan fucking two women and a man, so good on, on Logan. Uh, while William is sitting with Clem, but he's not interested in fucking Clem, Still resisting boning down with a robot. Cut over to the factory and we see that Lee is looking over the new host that he has commissioned. Uh, he's not happy about the, the nose on one of the hosts, though. Um, you know, kind of goes on about it. Winds up grabbing a metal sheet, breaking the guy's nose. Tells her to start over. Uh, Lee wants to retire 50 hosts and add 50 new hosts for his narrative. You know, saying that 20 is not enough for, for the horde of Native Americans he wants to attack. Um, Teresa, you know, she, she says, well, Ford hasn't even approved this yet, so she's really hesitant to allow it. Um, cut over to Ford, and he, uh, he takes off into the desert, and he's greeted by the young robot Ford. And, you know, again, this is a character that we know, but at this point it just seems like he's interacting with a, a, um, guest. So, you know, the, the little kid says he's on vacation, uh, but he's bored, and Ford says, my father used to say only boring people get bored, to which young Ford, Ford replies, so did mine. Hey, that's because you're the same fucking person. Um, so little Robo Ford and, um, and adult Ford are, you know, do a little bit more talking. Again, you know, we, we know who this is at this point. Or we don't know anything about the little kid at this point, but, you know, with our hindsight, we know that this is a creation. So we we also see that the place that we're at is the home of the new narrative and the original site of Arnold's death. Um, so the man in black has dragged Lawrence with him, finally unmasked to see that he's been taken back to the Mexican area of the park and that Lawrence is home. He says to Lawrence that he knows everything about him. That he knows the song he whistles when he takes a piss. He knows what kind of vodka he wants. Or not vodka, I don't think they have vodka. Whiskey, sorry. Um, yeah, but that's 30 years of coming to the park. Lawrence's daughter and wife come over. Uh, Man in Black's taken his gun apart to kind of clean it. Um, he again asks about the maze, and Lawrence claims he knows nothing. Man in Black gives Lawrence's daughter a handful of bullets, and uh, the Man in Black shoots the bartender. Cut over to Stubbs talking to a guy, 
And Stubbs says the Man in Black gets whatever he wants, leading us to again know that William is important, and also kind of applying the fact that William essentially owns the park, so you can do whatever the fuck he wants. The Man in Black says he was there, he was born here, takes it every one of Lawrence's cousins, um, as he's coming back, seems fine, guy shoots a bottle out of his hand, and this time he finally looks annoyed. Goes over, kills that guy, um, and a black grabs Lawrence's wife, dances with her a little bit, blows her head off, starts walking up to Lawrence. The daughter stands up, looks at him, and says that the maze is not down for you, but she informs him that he can just follow the blood royal to where the snake lays its eggs, and he will find the maze. The man in black says he is never going home, and uh, grabs Lawrence, and they take off together. Cut over to Ford, who is still talking to his younger self. Uh, I'm not sure why he lets his undocumented family run around this area here. I know that people aren't really coming out of this area, but it seems kind of risky. Um, so we get um, a shot of... Get our first shot of the old city with the uh, the old entrance to the old factory as well. Um, so Ford shows his magic robot taming skills with, the, with a snake, says to the kid, you are not going to come back here, and the kid drops his sticks and, and fucks up. So more verbal, verbal cues there. Bernard rides an escalator up about 50 floors, enters into his apartment. Teresa comes, knocks on the door. She wants some of that sweet robo-dick. They have a conversation about the hosts, just kind of, again, laying the groundwork that, you know, Bernard is not, not a person. Teresa talks about the fact, and you know, asks him if he is, he is, um, you know, trying to, trying to practice for being a more human. Again, you know, yeah, laying on a little bit thick, but not, you know, not thick unless you know about it, which is really nice. Uh, Elsie comes in to see Maeve uh, because QA is deemed has deemed her junk. Elsie uh, fixes Maeve's programming. She adjusts. Uh, her ac acumidity about 1.5%, showing that she understands a little more subtlety and you can't just jack up people's personality traits and expect them to be good. Uh, she also puts in a request for a full physical. She puts Maeve back, and Maeve is at it for a third time in this episode with the same story, but this time the guy seems into it, but then she passes him, him off to Clem, which I thought was kind of weird. But she's needed for what comes next because we see that Teddy is still there for some reason. I guess he's just hanging out in the in the, the, the saloon. I guess maybe when nobody takes him up on, an, you know, for any quest or anything of that, or needs him for anything, he just kind of hangs out here. Uh, Maeve decides to throw some shade at Teddy, calling him a murderer. Uh, Teddy gets blasted by some random dick shit at the bar. And uh, we cut to night, and Maeve is getting ready for bed, and she starts having memories of her daughter again. These memories turn to her getting scalped, before another host saves her, that that host gets blasted away. She finds her daughter and they run to a nearby house. She grabs a shotgun off the wall, loads it, and hides in the corner with her daughter. Uh, Native American comes into the house, but as soon as he walks through the door, he actually has turned into the man in black. Shoots him to no effect, which again, those are bullets that should hurt him a little bit, but he never seems to really show that he gets, you know, gets hurt, so he must just have like a body of steel. Has a giant knife in his hands. Um, she can't shoot him once he gets close enough. And as he is about to stab her, she closes her eyes, counts to three, and wakes herself up. And she wakes herself up in the operating room with Sylvester and Felix. Uh, they have found the left behind material in her stomach uh, before Felix realizes that Maeve is awake. She feels into her stomach and sees that she's got a giant gash in herself. Gets up off the table. 
grabs a scalpel. Uh, these two idiots just lose their shit like this has never happened before. Uh, Maeve makes for the door, bombs out, naked, bleeding, and confused. Uh, she happens across one of the pits where they are just tossing around dead hoes like they're nothing, hosing them down. She winds up seeing Teddy in the in the pit. Um, none of the other workers seem to notice the naked, bleeding woman standing there, but Sylvester comes in, injects her with something to put her to sleep, and they grab Maeve and take her back. Dolores is again in bed, asleep, but wakes up. She wanders out to the field again. She digs a little down and finds a gun buried in the ground, uh, which we know was put there by Ford. Cut to Sizemore, trying to sell Ford in his new narrative. His storyline is pretty much garbage. It's just kind of... He does a lot. Of, uh, Lee is, is kind of painted as this guy who just writes stories to write stories. And Ford even calls him on this. And Ford just kind of looks at him and says, no. Uh, he says the guests are not interested in cheap thrills. Goes on about the fact that the guests uh, are are there because they want to you know, find something out about themselves. And all the narrative tells Ford about Sizemore is exactly what Sizemore wants and what he is. So pretty much puts an end to that. Um... All, all the while, while this is going on, we see, you know, the William has picked up the can of milk, gives it to Dolores, tips his hat to her, and takes off with Logan. Um, and then the Ford, um, the only thing that Ford likes about Lee's narrative, Lee, Lee straight up asks him, don't you like anything about it? Ford looks at one of the house and says, what size are those boots? And then we see that he is wearing those boots. Uh, Ford tells Bernard he is working on a brand new storyline, and we end with a shot of the buried church. So this episode here is essentially setting us up for the future here and for the final episode of this season because episode two we start off with what is essentially largely the biggest part of the of the arc of the season that ford has got this new narrative um it kind of takes takes precedent over everything else and he he fucks up a lot of stuff along the way here but we know obviously that this is his his big to big plan to release the hosts and to kill himself. Um, so, very interesting episode. Um, really, really enjoyed this one. Um, the The show really kind of just keeps keeps you going here. The the ending with Ford's narrative kind of leaves you intrigued, but the fact that uh, that Dolores finds a gun is actually, I think, a, a better ending point to the episode than to end with Ford and the narrative. Because at this point, your narrative doesn't really mean anything to you, other than being like, "Oh, I wonder what's going on with that." Whereas Dolores getting a gun, you're just like, alright, this chick is already kind of fucked up. Now she's now she's armed with what could potentially be an actual gun instead of a a you know, one of the one of the rigged guns, and it leaves you with a lot of questions as well. Uh, and obviously Maeve and Felix and Sylvester's storyline starts off here too. So, uh with that, uh we'll go ahead and close this episode out. And um, we'll be on to episode three very soon. So uh, please, you know, um, if you're you're just listening to this one because you searched it, please subscribe to get the rest of the episodes delivered to you as soon as they, they come out. Uh, I am trying to get a little bit more back on track here and to get these this uh, this kind of mini series that I started here uh, to at least be ended by the time we hit, hit spring. But again, with that, check out questonnetwork.com for all of the Questable and Devo Network podcasts, streaming, and more news as well. Uh, but in the meantime, I will see you soon.